Thank you. And anybody that's had a weight problem knows it's really difficult. So I, I feel really good. And I know it looks like, um, it, it's funny, like I, I love, like I said, I, I don't like to shop. And I went into a store and I said, give me something that I don't have to wear a Spanx and no camel toe. <laughs> and it works as a, I think it's a sale. I can use it as a sale for the regatta tomorrow. But anyway, so I lost 40 pounds and I saw this girl, I, woman I haven't seen in a really long time and she was like, oh my God, you lost a ton of weight. And I was like, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> like that's not a compliment, is it? So then I had to feed into and I was like, oh my God, I'm wearing a size eight from The Gap. I haven't worn a size eight since I was in fifth grade. And she was like, oh, The Gap? They cut big. <laughs> and she says, oh, you think you're gonna be able to keep it off this time? I said, well, if I keep banging your husband, I will. <laughs> My name is Marla, this thank is you Cubs so Radio. Hello, all you fellow knockers. Good morning, everybody. It is May 29. 
May 29th. May 29th. Welcome to the Knock 'em Dead Comedy Radio Show, coming at you live from Governor's Comedy Club, the legendary Governor's Comedy Club here in Levittown. <coughs> Excuse me. I just. Was that for real? I just coroned it all over the mic. <laughs> uh, Knock 'em Dead Comedy Radio Show on GovsRadio.com. GovsRadio.com uh, is our website. You can see our shows there. You can see us on YouTube, Facebook, social media, uh, and of course, an app called Boxcast uh, on your smart TVs, your smart devices. Uh, that's right. We on TV, as Dr. Ken Pichel would say, who is watching. Hello, Dr. Ken Pichel. Hello, Jessica in uh, Australia. Derek and Carol and Joey. And I saw Joe and Jeff and Felix. Uh, welcome to Romper Room. Uh, hi, everybody. Hope you're doing well. It's Friday. It doesn't mean anything because every day is kind of like Friday. Every day is Friday. We're very excited. The very funny Marla Schultz will be right there on that screen with us in about a half hour from now. Marla is just one of the funniest people out there. She's great. And she's got a show coming up on Govs Radio starting this Tuesday called Ageless Adventures. It's her with another great comedian named Jen Letterer. Jen was on our show last Tuesday. Marla today, looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Joey Cola is watching. Met Carla through Joey. Everything is just, it's just six degrees of separation with Joey Cola. That's how I see it. Everybody knows Why, Joey. Why, you meet everyone through him? Or? Well, just everybody knows him. And if you just say, I got two words for you, pal, and it's not F you, it's Joey Cola. And then you just hug automatically. Like, you just feel the love automatically. You just know this true. person must be a good person because Joey Cola knows them. Joey Cola only knows good people. That's how I see it. You think that's true? <clears throat> I know that's true. He's like the second coming. Ah! My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Even I can't believe I said that. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. <laughs> no, Joey, call it. I uh, hope everybody's doing well today. Looking forward to talking to Marla. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Tom Galati, I see you there. Um, Neil Rubenstein, Derek. he wants to know if he can come in and give us diseases. Well, you were coughing, so maybe Soon. you already did. Well, that's true. <laughs> You've got like... like um, the allergies are kicking in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like pollen. <clears throat> yeah, because, uh, you know, everyone's just kind of sneezing a little bit. It, but it's like it freaks you out because all of a sudden, you know, you're not sneezing and coughing and all of a sudden one day, like everyone is, but it's just out, yeah, like pollen in the air. Uh, Roberta is watching. Hi, Roberta. My mother is watching. Hi, Mom. Danielle Asher's here. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, so, Neil, we, we are toying with the idea of maybe starting to get people back in here. However, we're looking to start in a few weeks, as we've been promising for months now, we're going to redo the studio again. Uh, we redid it about a year and a half ago. We're going to redo it again. Um, and we're going to do it right this time, and we're going to do it finally. And But we have all sorts of plans for this studio, so it could be... It could be not till July or August by the time, you know, because if we're going to start the construction in here, um, you know, in, in probably three or four weeks, you know, that'll be around the time it'll probably, you know, be safe to come in. So Yeah, so I get everyone sick just for four days or something. <coughs> right. So, we're, yeah. we're, we're actually just really kicking it around. We started kicking <coughs> it around yesterday and, you know, kind of planning about, you know, what we'd want the room to be. And, you know, so we're it's, it's a process in the making. So we're, we're trying to you know, make it go a little bit faster, but we have to, you know, listen to what Governor Cuomo says, you know, stuff like that. Hello, Andrew Cohen. Will Sharon says we should all chip in and send Joey and his family to the Hotella Nutella. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, now, why did Al Brown's watching? Why is Douglas King wishing Felix happy birthday? Is it your birthday today, Felix? 
You know, I know Felix is a Gemini, so I think he has. I thought he had a birthday like a few days oh, ago. Oh, June 13th. Oh, he's hitting the big six. Oh, oh that's June right. June 13th. Is. Holy moly. We were just talking about it the other day. So, um, yeah, so it's uh, coming up. <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. Um, when does the studio day. open again? Phase two, please. Uh, trust me. Nobody yeah, wants this we place to open more than we do. We're, we're, we miss everybody. We, we miss the energy in here. Um, but again, by the time it's okay to start bringing people in, that's probably around the time we're going to start construction. We're doing, we're doing, hopefully, at least for me, hopefully it's going to be a major facelift in here. Um, Mike O'Toole, uh, extraordinaire, uh, the man who built this place in the first place, the man who still runs all the technology and, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't do a thing in here without him, um. He's going to head up the charge. Uh, we have all sorts of ideas and plans, and there's some other people involved as well. Um, hopefully, it's going to look great, but it is hopefully going to be a major facelift. Uh, and we're very excited about it, but again, it's going to take a little time. So I, I don't know when we're going to be open again. However, maybe they'll let us go in the little room, maybe. <clears throat> we can do our shows in there. Um, yeah, we're hoping soon. I mean, they, you know, phase two does seem to be starting soon. I wanted to ask you about that because I heard. Long Island uh, National and Suffolk executives were saying that we could start phase two quicker than expected. They said that but a few days ago. Yeah, and two then, days ago. Yeah. But so what last, are you hearing? well, because last night uh, Governor Cuomo said, uh, "Yeah, we're we're just going to wait a little while longer for <clears throat> phase two. So you know, don't get all excited about that starting Talk, quicker." Talking about Long Island. All of New York, even the oh up, yeah, mo- yeah, all of New York, like the upstate New Yorkers were. We're starting to get their businesses all <clears throat> set to go, and he, you know, wants to wait a little, little bit on that. So he wants to see how phase one goes first. N- but, but, all right, so there was no reason. There, there's not, like, another... I don't like, know if there was a reason. Okay. But um, <laughs> Neil Rubenstein says, says we have to get a bigger desk in here. <laughs> yeah, so that's just it, too. Like, Will said I liked the old look. Like, Will, are you talking about, like, when we the just red, had, the, like, the black the table? Wall, yeah. yeah, I like the red wall, too. Well, like when we had the black table in the center and it was like a high table with high chairs. Are you talking about like that look? Because, um, yeah. Joan Krupiesh is watching. Jack is watching. Uh, uh, Will says, Hotel and Nutella is a real place, really? Wow. Can we get a car lift in the new studio? Yeah, we'll get a forklift going. We'll get a garage door. Um, <laughs> actually, what I was thinking is... Kind of a, a table, a desk like this that kind of you know almost V's off, so everybody's kind of facing each other and facing the camera, but uh, just a little, yeah, not as big and not as yeah in the way. Um, we yeah, we have all sorts of ideas that we're working on. I don't want to give anything away because nothing's final yet. Yeah, because things can you know but, change. But uh, if you've been in the <clears> studio, <throat> we're we're gonna take the wall down in the center here and make a little bit more room. We're gonna do like a lot of things. So Jeff Bosey, will you be knocking down walls? One. Something that's been discussed. Yes. Yes. Uh, again, we're still putting together all sorts of ideas, trying to figure it out. Um, so there you go. Um, and But believe me, the, again, the sooner the better, because we're dying to get everybody in here. Uh, but yeah, maybe in the meantime, we can do something in the little room. That'll be fun. And we we did it. We did it in the little room once. Yeah, just was Eric there too? Yeah, me, you, and Eric. You? And then Michael Tool joined us for a little while in there that day. Okay. And then, uh, but I think... I think Graz has done it in there once or twice. I, I think a few people have done it in there. Uh, speaking of Graz, our own Rick Beck of Rick's Movie Picks. 
He was on Graz's show last night. They had a lot he of fun. He was. He was talking about being an editor and, you know, editing for certain companies. And he <laughs> uh, he did a great job. They were, they were fun last night. It was good. Neil says there was no reason for any of this. Wow. What, is he talking about the whole quarantine? Maybe um, maybe I, Thursday or Friday yeah. we should have, like, Neil call in. Neil, how would you like to be our guest on Thursday? We have Scott Baker uh, on that screen on Tuesday. Very excited about that. Scott is great. One of my favorites. Uh, so, Neil, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you jump on that screen with us on Thursday? Yeah, Neil, unless you tell me otherwise, I'm just going to call you um, Thursday, June 4th, around 1130. <clears throat> there you go. Very nice. The MTA is uh, they're going to pilot the use of UV light technology to kill COVID-19 in subway cars and crew facilities. Uh, really? Does that work? That's I don't cool. know. That's what they're doing. And the LIRR, they're adding. They're going to add more cars so that people can space out more. Uh, I mean, lots of people are spaced out already. You could face your guests. If the table is smaller, you could face the guests and still be both on camera. Yeah, we tried to do that. That's what we did with the high table that we had. And, um, and it ended up being just that everyone just had, like, the sides of their heads, you know, viewed, and it was a weird angle. So we'll have to, like, look at that and maybe, like, an extra GoPro to get, like, different camera shots every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, we're working with two, well, three, technically three cameras now. Um, but, yeah, it's a little yeah, it's a little tough the way it's situated, but we're working. We're working on it. Uh, Neil says make sure we have Coke mirrors at it by every microphone. <laughs> that was discussed, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, center... The TV screen and bring it a bit closer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. I I would I wouldn't mind like a one of those like a like on ESPN those desks that they have with the you know the screens like on the bottom of the desk like I wouldn't mind something like that. Um, I'm just thinking out loud like like it's you know maybe like I have money to throw yeah around. well I think we can get an extra TV pretty easy. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Like, But it is nice to have, like, the TV behind you because then you could you, you can get callers in. And, <coughs> you know, it's like, you know, to have one thing work, you kind of give up something else. It's, it's, <coughs> it's tricky because, like, one of the things that people, when they come in here, the first thing they say is, wow, I, I didn't realize it was such a small little area. And um, Yeah, true. It is smaller in here than it looks. Yeah. So, in, so you know, this if you haven't been in here, it's, <coughs> there's not a lot of space to work with. But um, but having people and cameras in a close-up shot, that's a, a whole different ballgame also. Brenda back is watching. Hello, Brenda. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, Kirsten on Wednesday, Jessica Kirsten on Wednesday. Sure. Uh, hold your breath. Um, Thanks, Neil. Ness- Neil's going to call in or, on Thursday. Sweet. Um, well, some good news as well. Dr. Fauci. I love did we him. discuss this already? I don't know. Uh, he's saying there could be a possible vaccine by the end of the year. Oh, that would be great. That, yeah, that's very exciting. So uh, hopefully that's the case. And then we have Nassau County Executive Laura Curran unveiled, unveiled a plan at her daily bre- press briefing to help downtown areas across the county transform themselves into social distanced outdoor dining areas while Long Island slowly opens. We mentioned Graz. Graz lives in Farmingdale. That's the town that uh, that they're using as an example. They would close down their main street on Friday and Saturday nights, so that way they can set out tables that are spaced at a safe distance, and it would create seating for about 400 people. So that could be a big boost for businesses. And I would think, you know, not even not only for the restaurants. I would think if you're a boutique or something, you can set up 
you know, hangers and displays outside so people can shop outside as well um, while they're eating, you know, while they're going places to eat. They order the food to go from restaurants and then eat at a table or have their food delivered from the restaurant to their table. I think I think it's a great idea. I, I love the idea, and I think... I wonder if even a place like Governor's can try something like that here. I, I don't know if that's possible. We're getting a call. <clears throat> Good morning. You're live on the Knock'em Dead Comedy Radio Show. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for being so nice to Rick. He was great last night. My my guy star is freaking weird. With the, you know, smoke was telling me what's with the white people <laughs> with the sock. But I happen to I happen to enjoy Sammy the sock. I, I thought yeah. he was fantastic. Sammy the sock is is funny. He's uh, is is this a little? Uh, how's your puppet going to feel about this? Is he going to be okay? I, I well, that's what I'm trying to tell. Before you clean that place up. Can you make sure that this my puppet's okay? Because I haven't seen my puppet in three months. I there's other things. There's other things I haven't seen in three months either. Why do I feel like <laughs> that's it's in the? Uh, yeah, that's another issue. Why do I feel like it's in the uh, cabinet <laughs> in the hallway? Is that where it is now? Uh, I, I think it is. I don't know. Uh, Sally, would you would you like a delivery? I would like to get into that place. I don't give a fuck if it's got COVID twenty two in there. I can't do the Zoom anymore. I got people, I got friends of mine critiquing my show now. Oh, you know, you shouldn't do it this way. Oh, you shouldn't do it that way. I'm like, let me just go back to the studio ends and, and Rich, and let's go have a good time. So. Well, yeah, if, if, well, if they would let us, I mean, but, yeah, but then you are running the risk because I mean, you guys would be right next to each other. You got a large group. You guys would be right next to no, each other. No, 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 no. It's just me, Richie, and, 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 and Bobby. That would be it. Bobby will sit on one side uh, all the way to the right. Richie will be behind where Sally is, and I'll go in the other room until you knock the fucking wall down. And can I make it, can I ask another thing, please? Yeah, sure. Can we not take suggestions from fucking, you know, scale lifters and everything else about knocking walls? Just you and O'Toole and, and Mr. Coletto and, 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 and Sally, figure out and make it really nice, and don't take suggestions from these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> We're just... We're just talking to our friends here, man, and, uh, and I, you, you know, know what? Sometimes your friends are gonna step back a little bit, okay? <laughs> why? Why are you so? Why are you so feisty I, today? You were in a good mood I, last I, night. You had a good show. I I found uh, it. Thank you. Can, can you take care of it for me, Sally? Please. He's been alone for three months. You yeah. want her to take care of it the way that she took took care of the Mike Mark White balloon? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he looks very happy, and I'll keep him safe. Don't worry. Thank you. All right, so that was it. I he was great. I like Rick Beck. I didn't know the whole. I did not know. I knew he was friends with Natalia, and then he tells me, "Oh yeah, I was I'm on yesterday. I'm not dead. And then he knew Bobby from the one show that Bobby did." Right. Yeah. 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 Rick's been with us for a couple of years, and he he does uh, he reviews movies here on our show, and uh, yeah, he's a great guy, and yeah, him and Bobby. Uh, when Bobby graciously stepped in and uh, did a super super job with us on one of our murder mysteries, they met then, and we had a, yeah we had a great show that night. And everybody keeps asking me when Bobby's coming back. Yeah, the whole you know, cast Graz, loved him. you have like no idea what a fantastic job Bobby did. I think Graz, he, I heard, you know, I heard, you, like I, you don't you don't get it. Normally, like people will have a script <laughs> for a really long time. They'll come to rehearsal. They'll do their lines with the script in their hand. They'll have it memorized. They'll do the, you know, the lines with the with the regular crew. He got a call at freaking eleven thirty at night. Never acted yeah. in his life, 
and and I was like, and it's it's funny too because we were just we were we've never been this short for an actor, and I was just actually going through my Facebook you know, scroll of people that might be, now I'm looking for people that have never acted because we're done with the list of people that would do this for us. So I'm going through and I look at his face. I was like, what do you think about Bobby? And he's like, I'm going to give it a go. 1130 at night, he's like, hey, Bobby, I do a murder mystery. Would you like to be an actor for me in a tomorrow's show? And Bobby's like, sure, why not? (laughs) He's, yeah, he's brilliant. Let me rephrase that. He's been acting for 11 years. He's been acting, he's like me for 11 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if he really likes me that much. That's he, you, he memorized, by the next night, he memorized all his lines, which, you know, there were a lot. And he, um, usually, like, when when an actor works with us, it takes a while for them to be comfortable enough to, like, ad-lib a little bit or kind of, like, mess with the uh, audience a little bit. Like, that's a comfort level. You have to be so comfortable with your lines that you can kind of go at it. Because usually you just stand in there trying to remember your next line, you know? And he uh, was fantastic. Like, you'd think that he'd been with us for, like, two years. That's great. And I heard Rick Beck played, like, a, a flamer who was hitting on who was hitting on Bobby. That's yeah. correct. That correct. Yes, yep. that's correct. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> yeah, Rick, that in, so in, that, um, in that script, uh, Rick plays um, a, uh, a gay party planner who was in charge of the party. <laughs> and so he, like, you know, he... And Eric usually plays that role, too. Like, Eric will show up in, like, a pink laser sh- suit with, like, you know, uh, I don't know, a napkin hanging out of his shirt thing <laughs> and, you know, leopard and, you know, whatever he's got going on that day. Well, that do, we've, if we get Bobby uh, to do it again, we'll definitely get video and you and we'll let you guys uh, play it on your show of you oh, know, that character, a little Bobby. Good. Oh, that would be great with the Rick with being a flame. I, I listen. Bobby in real life gets very uncomfortable about those things. Just ask, just ask Taz, the residential artist. He's ready to kill her. Oh yes, <laughs> I I heard. Yeah, the the drawing. He wasn't. Uh, he, yeah, he wasn't too happy with that, huh? He does. He doesn't like to be pictured in anything besides himself with a decent mustache. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't like to look like John Stockel or or a baby in my hands as I'm holding him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, but I, uh, but he, yeah, he's proud of that mustache. Where did he get that? BurtReynolds.com? He told me last night. We asked him because somebody said something about his mustache. He shaved it in two thousand. I think it was nineteen ninety four. He's gonna get. He's gonna curse me out because I probably wasn't listening. And I think it was nineteen ninety four. He said he, he clipped it by accident. I think his. I think his. Somebody said. I think his dad said to him. Don't even look at me until you grow that thing back. So I know it was done. I know. I know it was done by accident. But that's you know what? That's his. That's his thing, man. He. He's a. He's a. He is brilliant. I have to say, I think that he deserves to do a, a show there about either baseball or he really likes music. So I think that's one of the things that we should think about in in the late twenty twenties, early twenty one, is okay. getting him as getting him his own show on there. We uh, no. yeah I would I would uh, love that and I and I do think he um, I, I th- that's my favorite part of your show I, I think you know to hear the stuff he comes up with but you really set him up well so I, I you guys have a good dynamic a good chemistry you're you're almost you're like his Abbott to his Costello and uh, yeah he's great so um, I, I appreciate that and I only to tell you is this and I mean it sincerely that Zoom thing 
I don't like it, but we got to do it right now. And all we're trying to do is keep these people entertained. Right. And from the, and from the bottom of my heart, all the people on Gov's radio that listen to us and, and everybody, it's really nice, that, you know, the, the, the response we've gotten from everybody. And I hope we're we're trying to entertain as much as possible. Yep. I I don't like the Greg D. Philip at eleven thirty at night going. I was not satisfied with your show. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, because it's difficult. It's really, it's like, a, it's a difficult thing to, also, you're not sitting next to someone that you used to sitting next to. It's not, I love him, but it's all good. But it's, it's at a point where, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy. It's, you know, you're stepping on people every once in a while. Right, yeah. And, and it does, it, there's not as much continuity in, and, and it's not as fluid right. as being in that studio. No, you know I, I mean? agree, but I agree, but even... Even major networks are doing having the same connectivity issues and internet issues and, and using Zoom and and everybody gets it you know everybody you know the public the viewers everybody understands so it's not like it's not like we're doing this while you know all the professionals are doing it better you know this is everybody's I in this boat. I think we're doing a very good job. I think yeah, we're doing think a so. very good job because I'm in the car twelve hours. I listen to the fan. I listen to these other shows, and we're blending in just as much. Listen. The ambiguously gay duo of Jeff Bozzi and Rich Raider, that's, that's my hot new show I like listening to, you know? Yeah, me too. <laughs> and wait, yeah, wait till they're in the studio uh, hugging and sitting on each other's lap while they do the show. It's going to be something. <laughs> you know, and Tim Saliano beating up on Carl Oakerson. And, and by the way, I bumped Carl Oakerson for a sock last night. <laughs> She wasn't out. She goes, did I just get bumped for a sock? I go, yep. <laughs> Goodness. Hey, well, it's Tim Saliani's birthday today. Happy birthday, Tim. Don't fall over after somebody punches you on a Tic Tac video. <laughs> I know. I got scared. I thought he was going to, you know, you know, he's fragile right now. I didn't think he was going to get up. I didn't really see did he was you? still fragile. Like like Tony said that. Like, we're watching the video, and I see, like, Tim rolling in his backyard. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. And Tony's like, he should be in bed. I'm like, no, he's totally fine now. No. And then, like, then I come to find out that he's still in like, breathing problems. I'm like, oh, poor Tim. Didn't you notice there was a clip? They fucking spliced that. Fatty couldn't get up. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go before he finds me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Have, have a good weekend. You too, buddy. Bye. <laughs> Anthony Graz from Limo Talk on Thursday nights. Hope you enjoyed it last night. Yeah, um, but he's right though. It's like a difficult thing to do. Also, do the zooming thing and still entertain people. Like, like right. sometimes we'll we'll have it all completely set up the way we would for every other single person, but then it won't work because they're in their basement and their own internet is awful and they are frustrated. Right. And we're like, I know, but it, like if you did it somewhere else in your house, it might work. Like, there's just so much to consider rather than in a in a studio that, you know, sometimes itself has its own internet issues. And we have, like, a really great, you know, well, commercial internet. Right. And it's, you know, it's just a different dynamic when you have people actually in here with you, you know. Yeah. You, you, you feel, well, I don't know about you, but when, I'm, when we're talking to people on the screen, I feel more compelled that I have to interview them instead of just getting Letting somebody in here sit, to hang yeah. out and talk about anything. Because that's know? the one thing that I love about, like, in here is... Uh, they're not so pressured. Like, I think the reason why a lot of the, the comics or people that we're interviewing are, like, relaxed around is this. We're not, like, it's not so this So, tell forced, us how you got started. Yeah. Yeah, we just Tell us your favorite right. comic who influenced you. Like, like they oh, look at that. cross the, that out for Marla. Their face, like, just looks like, Jesus above. Am I really going to get that question for the 19th, 846th <laughs> time? You know, but when they come in here, we just let them be themselves. And when they want to add in, they add in. And if they want to sit there and drink their coffee and just laugh, they can do that. And so it is a little bit different having them over our shoulders here. 
So let me, we have to call Marlon in another minute or so, but I just wanted to get back to this outdoor thing that Nassau and Suffolk are going to try. They're going to close down main streets, you know, that have those little main streets, those little towns. Yes, you in the front there with the Well, movies. I have a question about that, just from like a restaurant owner point of view. Like, I'm sure <clears> they, <throat> they want to do that, but are, are they going to have to like, abo- like these poor restaurants, they're already, you know, losing tons of money every single day yeah. and now to come up with money to um to buy all these like chairs and tables that you know in two months they're not going to need anymore that's i feel bad for well them. no they're not um all right, should we get that i what? don't know because we got to call marlo who, who is it? all right yeah you know what joe it's joe stas yeah joe stas we're not going to be able to uh, take your you call know, we, have a, we have a person who's waiting at let's their see home in joe minutes. i'm gonna yeah i know he's on a delay so i just cut him off and he can't hear me yet but joe we apologize for cutting you off we want to finish our point, and then we have to get Marla on the phone because Marla's got – she doesn't have a lot of time. Um, she, she, has, said, she has something else she has yeah, to do. Yeah, she has to get off by a certain time. Um, let's see where we're, where we're at. Maybe we'll – maybe we can have you call back before we say goodbye, or we'll just – we'll definitely make some time for you on Monday if you're, if you're around you want to call on Monday. Um, so we appreciate your patience and bear with us. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, but that's the thing. The restaurants aren't doing that. What are they doing? Th- think of it as a mall. Okay. You know how those how a mall has the big, I don't know, cafeteria. I guess you could call it, where it's all just tables and chairs, and then anybody goes to whatever restaurant the they want. A food court. A food court. Thank you. <clears throat> it's like that. So the restaurants aren't putting their own tables and chairs out. Who's there. bringing the tables? I'm assuming the, the town or the county. That makes me feel a lot right. better. Right, and then pe- right, it's just a bunch of chairs and tables and chairs, and then people can go to it or order. I think I think they're encouraging them to actually go on their phones and order from that restaurant. Good. Then that restaurant brings it out. Good. And that makes you. me feel better because, like, I used to work in restaurants and I was a restaurant <laughs> manager. And like, like if I was ha- if I was going to have that much money in my budget to get all these tables and chairs, I'd get a new, you know, right. oven no, or you know, vacuum or something that we needed that month. So I was feeling bad for them with that suggestion. So I'm glad, like, you know, the city or the state is going to help them out with that. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it's going to be a, be a nice boost for. These businesses for the economy, even for us, the consumer, it gives us a place to go. Hopefully it's a nice night. They can enjoy themselves. And I saw, excuse me, I, I don't remember who said it. My apologies, but maybe it was Neil. Said, well, governors should do that here because there's places in the city that putting together outdoor events. That that idea has been tossed around here by everybody and their mother. Every single day. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, red tape involved here because, you know, we... The governor shares the parking lot with, you know, a bunch of other businesses. I don't believe it's their parking lot. I don't believe they own. Yeah, I, I was watching Limo talk last <clears throat> night, and um, they were Mike O'Toole was even bringing it up. Oh yeah. Uh, then and I'm like, yeah, like it's a great <clears throat> idea, Mike. But we've all like everyone's thought of it for like the last two months, and we can't. If they, uh, yeah, there's a lot of red tape, a lot of permits, insurance, all sorts of stuff. Liquor licensing. Yeah. Um, Unless it's see, and plus the fact of where it is, I mean, it's in the back of the parking lot of a shopping center. You know, if it was on a main strip, you know, in a in a town or in a village, yeah, then they could probably, you know, like if they have this food court, like we're talking about, then you could probably get a couple of comedians go out and just entertain everybody. But that's not the case here, so I yeah, I don't know what they would, how they would do it, unless they figure something out they have some tables out there and they they don't do alcohol they just serve lunch i don't know it's, it's a lot of effort it's, for yeah it probably is a lot. not a big gain in <clears throat> money hey carlo carlo russo is watching hello carlo right, say so hi to your boys think? Should we, uh... yeah let's get uh 
Okay. Marla Schultz on the phone, comedian extraordinaire, Marla Schultz. Facts of Marla's life. If you look on Marla's website, you will see these facts of Marla's life. The Le- facts of Marla's life. That's what it says. <laughs> and, it's, and let me read to you what these are while Sally's trying to get Marla on the phone. Okay. Laughter is the lifeline to hope, healing, and happiness. Humor heals and creates compassion within ourselves and with others. Laughter punctures pain. I like that. Laughter punctures pain. Sounds very violent. Take that, pain. I am Captain Laughter. <laughs> and I puncture the pain. I don't think she means it that way. Absolutely she does. Laughter punctures pain, and the only way out is through it. Hmm. I like that. I actually believe in that myself. Yeah. When I was sick, <laughs> mindset and laughter... Got me through it just as much as just as much as the. Uh, I can lower that while you can lower that while it's ringing, though. No? What? I can't hear you. The <laughs> ring is so loud. What the hell was that? I see. Oh, a where is she? Blue line. I see blue. And uh, now the camera's off. Now it's blue again. Now it's blue. It's like a game. I'm here. I can hear you. We can hear you, but we can't see we you. Can't see you. Where'd you go? There we go. Nope. <laughs> oh, good. What am I doing wrong? I don't, I don't know. know. There's well, like a blue what? Oh, screen. my God. Do you have to the Russian. Oh, there she is. The Russian. The, the Russian. I was trying to join from my uh, my phone. Will it work that way? Can you turn it sideways? <coughs> you, uh, okay. Yeah, there that's... You are. Here. All right. <laughs> we don't know what just happened, but we're glad you're here. Welcome, Marla you Schultz. Know, I'll tell you what just happened. Can, all right, can you hear me now? Yeah, yes. yeah, we hear you perfectly, yes. Okay, uh, here we go. Okay, I tried to join. Join can you hear me now? the yeah, Army. Yeah, yeah, we, we hear you perfectly the whole time, yes. Okay, I tried to join on my phone, and wouldn't you know, I got this uh, laptop, and the camera is down in the left corner, so... Um, so I wasn't. I don't think at your boobs now. <laughs> oh my no. god! Okay. <laughs> no, it's there not. I was go. just kidding. Yeah. That it was like in the in the I bottom. I was fine with that. Yeah. No, you look great. Can it's I perfect. join? Can I? Can I join this on my phone, or it's it's better doing it this way? Yeah, you're, everything's great. Everything's perfect now. Oh, okay. Yeah, everything's yeah, great. Yeah, we see you and hear you fine. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm really, I'm really excited. Oh, well, that doesn't look good either. This is, uh, I'm waiting for my webcam. Everything's on a slow boat to China because, you know, you have to, you have to uh, completely, uh, I don't know, just like you set up your house to be a, you know, bunker, storage room, and yes. broadcast studio. That's right. right. Every And now everybody's, it, and it looks, uh, it's it, And it's very challenging, and uh, we all have a hard time with it, but of course you're going to have those dopes that think they can all do it themselves now, and it's and they're going to look bad. But not you. Uh, well, we're doing our best. Absolutely we are. You know, yes. I <clears throat> this is the only color that I can, uh, and it looks like I have no body. But anyway, I am I'm so, I'm just a talking head, that's all. <laughs> well, it's a good band. He- yeah, head on a plate. No, you're uh, doing great. It's good to see you. We had Jen on the other day. It was really nice to meet her. And I met you one time in the studio when uh, Joey Cola was in here. So it was uh, yes. when Tony told I me remember. that you were talking about being in here. I was like, oh, she's great. You know? She is great. First of all, 
can I just, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I'm really grateful that Tony reached out. And yes, Sally, I remember. And I said, what did I do? I called you Stella or something stupid or Susie. Shelly. Shelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> can I tell you, I now it's going to be stuck. So just know it's a sign of affection because, totally uh, you know, Mary Capone, yeah. I yeah. call her Maria. She calls me Maria. Maria. <laughs> yes. Right. It's fine. I have two but sisters. I answer to a lot of names. <laughs> I, me too. But I just, you know, speaking of Joey Cola, and I just want to give him a shout out because he and I have known each other, I don't know, for 25 years. He's always been a fan and he champions. And I'm so grateful to him and Carrie Caravis, the oh, two. Uh, wow, yeah, you have I, two people your name and I love them both. Yeah, and Carrie has been just an amazing friend, and I credit both of them for getting me back into Governors and then meeting you and then Good. setting off this chain. So I'm really excited. I love Carrie. Like, like the crankier she is with you, that's when she really loves uh, you. Like, isn't it yeah. amazing? Yeah. Like, like, when she's just snapping at you, you're like, oh, she fucking loves me. Because <laughs> she cares. I know. No, she's great. No, Joey's she is amazing. the queen. <laughs> I, don't you think that they're the king and the queen of comedy on Long Island? Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And both Just, of them, like you can, the thing that I really love about both of them, you could see their show, you know, every week and you just can't not laugh like it's yeah. it's like sometimes it's the same themes but it's always going to be a little bit different and you know they're they like i i know carrie always has different stuff like i know joey walks around with a uh little pocket loose leaf thing that he writes like notes in of new material that he's going to write like it's a pleasure just knowing both of them you know it's and this is what I liked about Tony too. When he he goes, "Hey, silly," and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> totally gets me." And I like being silly because it it's you know you just get to a point where you don't give a shit, right? And it's fun to um, I'm trying to get it so you don't see my fucking turkey neck that is just dropped from <laughs> no, the updates. You, you got it good. It's fine. Ah. Uh, but Tony calling up, and I know, you know, I just liked you immediately. Neck. Yeah, I'm going to hold it. I'm going <laughs> to staple it up. Like, eh. Yeah, Tony's has, like, a really great combination of, like, funny and warm and smart and, yeah. Well, so, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, he's a, he's a good combo, combo, that guy. Awesome. Well, awesome. Yeah, and we'll, well, we were reading, um, as Sally was uh, getting you on the phone, we were reading the facts of Marla's life that's on your website. And um, and and we uh, we got to the laughter punctures punctures pain and the only way out is through it, and I uh, I just that one really just kind of rung a bell with me because uh, that's I I agree with that a hundred percent and I um, yeah when I, I when I was sick years ago I I had this that was my attitude after coming through it the the laughter and the frame of mind and a positive attitude is just as important as as the meds uh, so that, right. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you and I love because there's a whole bunch of them here, a whole bunch of points. Um, laughter unites us when we laugh with with others. We're reminded we're connected. We're never alone. I mean, these are just great. I mean, and I know you do some kind of um, motivational speaking. Is that, is that do I have that right or? 
It's, you know what, it's something, it's terrifying because, yes, 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 the answer to your question is yes, I have a tendency to answer questions that weren't even asked, <laughs> so I'm trying to stay on point. We're That's listening, the, anything the you have talking. to say. Um, I really appreciate you bringing that up. I, um, my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer uh, two and a half years ago, and she is kicking, she's just celebrated 83, and she wow. is so incredibly positive, oh, and for super. somebody to go through that particular kind of cancer is crazy. So with that said, I have always, uh, when I started exposing my vulnerability on stage, instead of being the tough Long Island, you know, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you want to mess with me, I'm going to kick your ass. And also being heavier, I had this shell. And the minute I started exposing um, any kind of vulnerability and my struggles with depression and anxiety, that's when audience members would come up and say, thank you so much. I don't, I don't feel alone. And the minute I made fun, and you know, I got bullied badly in like junior high school. We moved across town. I'm from Huntington, by the way. Oh, wow. Woohoo! Um, I, I just, uh, when I could make like one of the bully chicks laugh, it just kind of, it, it stopped them and they were like, oh, maybe she's not so bad, even though she's got a Dorothy Hamill haircut and she's fat. <laughs> um, but I just, I think it's I something I wanted Hamilton. to do. <laughs> oh, did you have that, Sal? Yeah, I think at about fifth grade, we're all doing that cut, yeah. It was brutal. And then you had the big, big, I wore big earrings and blue shadows because I was like, you know, everybody was getting their periods and I was a late bloomer and I was I, like, I all did, right, so mom. I just look like a boy. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But anyway, just to answer your question, Tony, it's, um, yeah, I uh, developed a talk called Becoming the Accidental Advocate and using my stand-up skills to break through to insurance companies, dealing with doctors, and really just taking over my mom's health care, yeah. which was a big deal because she used to be the grants manager of Cold Spring Harbor Laboratories, oh, wow. and I dropped out of two colleges in one week, and you know, I said to my mom, would you follow my lead? And she said, yes, and at that moment, it was a real defining moment because I realized how smart I was instead of people telling me you don't pay attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I did the deep dive into cancer research and I became involved with the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, which is helped me, guide me, and helped me and gave me the tools to save my mother's life. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, it probably started as like a cathartic thing and then you actually were like, hey, I can actually help. Yeah, and I come from a very smart family, degreed, you know, advanced degreed and everything, and I barely got through a college, and people were like, you know, you're really bright, but, uh, you know, what's up with the test scores? <laughs> you know, they thought I was the R word, because English was great, but math, they were like, can she add? I mean, nuts. But my family said to me, you know, and Tony, I know you're a survivor. Yeah, yes, I am. Okay. And the minute somebody's diagnosed, you get, you know, it's like, get them on a trial. You've got to get them on a trial. And then when you really learn, you know, you could be a placebo. You could be a guinea right. pig. And you have to be, like, on the third trial and know that you're getting the medication and that there's been some sort of success. But um, my family said to me, when did you go to uh, medical school? And it was 
hours researching. Yeah. And then, you know, when you get the uh, you get the, the test results and you're reading words that you didn't even know existed in the and you can't even pronounce them. That's right. So when right. you're you know, you hit Google Google pronunciation and then when you talk to the doctor, you know, being a joke writer, you just cut to the chase because, you know, so many people just color their questions with their feelings and you see these doctors with the butterflies flying around their head. Right. And you just have to learn to talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and, and then they, humor helped. Yes. Humor helped. And even that, that attitude of just, just tell me what the hell is going on. They, they appreciated that because they, instead of trying to figure out the dance of how to work around it, they just were just able to, okay, this is what's going on. This is what you got to do. This is what we're seeing. This, these are your chances, you know, and, and yeah. it just made it so much easier. Well, even with the bad news, it was just easier because you knew what right. the hell was going on. And also becoming an advocate because, you know, my mom pretty much ran the show in my family. And for her to relinquish control when, she, you know, I, I, when I first said, would you follow my lead? She was like, uh, there was a delay. And when she said yes, I was like, wow. And just so you know, I was really, I'm so passionate. And why this disease hit me so hard is five years, almost to the day, my best friend, Sam Brown, who was a brilliant comedian, brother from another mother. We lived together in L.A. Like I, he was my, he was Jesus and I was Mary Magdalene kind of thing. So, um, to equally, you know, be diagnosed kind of thing. I don't mean to take it. You're just like, how much time? This is like really depressing. <laughs> no, no, it's Let's fun. get on to the funny. <laughs> No, it's it's fun. I, I find it really. I'm just so passionate about it. That's why. No, and it's and it, there's like you said, there's positive, there's positivity to come out of it. So it's this is all great stuff. Yeah, and there's um, like it's kind of like your stand up. Like like you you can't be worried about your stand up when it's something authentic and what you're going through. And um and like like you know Tony is like dappling in the stand up thing and and um he is a daughter with autism and I was like you need to start you have to like write some things about autism and he, yes. and he wanted to stay away from it and I was like you he's like no because what if you know no one laughs I'm like well they will because who doesn't have that in their life if it's not in their household they love someone who has it in their life and you'll do it beautifully and it will be funny and so it's like it's like a risk yeah. you know it's like but a it's also risk. from the and Tony, the fact that there's so many, you know, parents that do suffer, um, and it's a, you know, it 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 opens a valve. It releases, yeah. it's you know, it releases pressure. Like, you know, if you don't find humor uh, in having to deal with a child with special needs, you know, you have to, you gotta laugh because if right. you don't, forget it. No, I, I I totally agree, but it was it's tough to find. It was tough to do it in a respectful way without, you know, and not not come across like I was making fun of them, you know. So that was sure. That was a that was my big fear because I didn't want that at all. But uh, but he did it like perfectly, like he because we have you know there's you know other kids in the house and so you know he just did it in this beautiful way where he showed like how much smarter she is than the other <laughs> idiots in the house, <laughs> and so it like just like per worked out perfect, you know, and everyone was laughing, and it was really it was beautiful. You know, my brother has uh, uh, my nephew is on special needs, and I got to tell you, 
He is so funny. And I think that there's such an amazing way to connect with kids with autism that have, oh, they, yeah. it, it, it's, and very musical uh, as well. Oh, so, yeah, that's how Sammy is also. She loves music. Yeah. Bravo, Tony. Hey, thanks. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, now, you mentioned before about Joey and Carrie helping you get back into Governors. Can Are we allowed to ask where you went? We don't have to. Oh, you... I... Oh, no, no, no. You know what? I, listen, I, I used to sneak into Eastside Comedy Club and, you know, and Tony and Sally, if when you want to perform, it, it's like a big, big, you know, hurdle to get over. I mean, to me, at least. And uh, Richie Minervini had Eastside Comedy Club and Governors was, is, you know, the, the jam on Long Island and the audiences... Uh, are incredible, but I didn't start on Long Island. I moved to the city, and then I was in LA for ten years, right. and then I came back. Uh, so I never, um, I never, I just, I didn't go out to Long Island. I went to the broker times, and the former owner was a total douchebag. <laughs> but James is amazing. Yeah, James, you is know, and Laura. Make, and I and Carrie said, why don't you come out and audition? And Joey talked me up, and, and I came out and I auditioned, and I had an amazing set, and James was like, came out, you know, said, can you sit down? And I sat down, and he goes, I don't mean to be insulting. Do you have 20 minutes? I go, I got an hour. And he even said, who are you? Where have you been? And I felt like I came home. So I, am, I just loved Joey and Carrie even before they helped me, but they're just... You know, you need more comics like that because yeah. I think we're in the same, you know, click. And then yeah. there's the crazy ones and the uber narcissistic ones that won't help out. But they're magnificent people. Yeah, absolutely. And so is the club. So I'm happy. So and and I'm shocked though because it, so James actually said, "Who are you?" Because I, I mean, I well, remember you from the '90s. Right, but I, you know, I started out in, I mean, why would he know me? I've never graced the stage. I've never performed there before. And he's, huh. you know, he's what, the, the second owner? He took it over from somebody else. And, you know, huh. I had a really weird, in fact, Joey came to my rescue. Um, I had a very strange uh, experience. Uh, the, the club owner kind of put me in danger, put me in a car with a crazy comedian alan bursky do you remember alan bursky i the name rings a bell i can't place it but i have heard that name youngest guy on the tonight show he was freddie prince playing russian roulette when freddie uh accidentally shot oh wow alan was performing and i was a young con and club put me he said oh alan will take you for a ride and he took me we drove through harlem he did he went on a drug run he said really disgusting things like uh if i pick up an eight ball can i snort it off your chest and i said only if i can pull off that really shitty toupee <laughs> anyway but joey joey like went after gary and he just he just, he was, you know, just, he's always been a protector and in my corner. So. So, all right, with that said, how was it getting an eight ball snorted off your chest? <laughs> it was funner pulling off the toupee, let me tell you. <laughs> That's great. But um, 
<clears throat> all right, but you've done. I mean, all right, so I mean, we're happy that you're you're back. We're very excited about the show. Um, so how did you how did you and Jen then? You just were at. I think she said the other day you guys just met at a club doing at a gig. Was that right? Oh no, I uh, I okay. Back to the speaking thing. I was in this uh, speaker salon, and when. Uh, my mom was going through treatment. I was still on the road, so I was flying all over the place, and I was kind of losing my mind because everybody yeah. was sucking my life force. But I was in speaker salon, and I also worked in the news business, and I had a live event happening, and Jen was presenting. And I was, I sat and I told, you know, Trish, who was running the thing, and I said, please let, let, Jen, no, I'm sitting in the back, but I have this live thing, and I don't want her to think I'm being rude. So, after the presentation, and I, I was splitting my brain. People are like, you can split your brain? I was like, yeah, I listen to two things. That's the benefit of ADD. So, after Jen's presentation, she comes over, stands in front of me, and she goes, yeah, what was so important that you weren't... the fuck are you? You know, and I go, uh, you better, like, back up the truck. I heard everything you said. Bing, bing, bing. Anyway, one thing led to another. She goes, oh, you want to go grab a drink? We went out, and it was as if we lived parallel lives, but we're just from different generations. Right. And we just clicked, and I have been looking for a web series, etc. and boom, here we are a year and a half. Nice. That's fantastic. And yeah, I, we really enjoy the show um, and really looking forward to uh, to it coming on Tuesday. How do you guys prepare? Do you guys, uh, is there a lot of discussion or is it just work, you just work off each other off the cuff? Um, well, we kind of have, uh, you know, like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Initially, you know, we really want to explore friendship, you know, between two women because, you know, uh, I grew up with a certain, you know, preconceived notions and things that were influenced, you know, opinions influenced by my mother and her generation. And I can be a little politically correct, and she's very, you know, new agey, and she's done a lot of work on herself, and I don't like to admit it, but I've done a lot of uh, recovery work just from, you know, depression and anxiety and all that crap. But I'm very... I'm very uh, intrigued and very open to just self-improvement, be it meditation, guided meditation, sweat lodges, all that crap. Wow. Anyway, and Jen is an old soul, and she speaks, she practices what she preaches, and despite that, we come to, uh, you know, we, we just come up with ideas, and right now we're both obsessed with Dead to Me, the show. So we just talk about themes, and then we bounce, and we always come around, you know, roughly to the same point of view. So uh, the live stuff is that way, and then we, you know, came up with fun things when we were shooting our little series. Nice. Nice. Self-improvement, self they should, uh, you, you, do you know Joe DeVito? Yeah, I know Joe DeVito. What was it? He was in here with us one day, and he's he's very into self improvement as well. And what did he? What was he? What was he doing? Like he I loved we, toad we, saliva. Or something? Yeah, we interviewed Joe a few times, and like seriously, like he's probably he'll probably always be in my top favorite three interviews. <laughs> like I just adore him. Well, what about 
Doesn't this one count? Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. See, that's why I leave it a three. So you're number two. <laughs> oh, wow. That works. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think Joe was like licking frogs or something one day in the city with this like person who does this for a living where yeah. they, they let you drink like juice of a frog skin or something. Yeah, it was something and weird you like kind of yeah. like hallucinate a little and it brings you to certain parts of your life and it changes and, your mind he and said. they said that it actually it helps with like anger issues and a few other things and he said that it actually really did work for a while i mean we we saw him probably like a week <clears throat> afterwards so sometimes things like that wear off but yeah he he thought it was cool well they're using md and the molly uh and ketamine they're using ketamine um, and some people actually even take acid to kind of rewire their brain uh, chemistry. So I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> I'm kind of old school. Well, that meds, you know, therapy, that kind of stuff. When you get there, just do it live on the show. That would be great. Lick a frog. Yeah. <laughs> Lick. I, Lick first a frog. of all, I'm like, I'm why, like, dr like drinking like green tea. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm going to like lick a frog. But, didn't, you know. didn't know you were getting to that point today on this uh, on the show, did you? <laughs> no, but I, I'm going to tell you that's it's. Uh, I'm not. Uh, there's no way I'm going to lick a frog. And uh, I think I tripped on mushrooms, and I wound up with a side ponytail. And I this was in college. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm a real jap. Look, I'm a <laughs> that's so funny. Hey, hey, how, I I know we're not going to keep you. I know you have to go. Yeah, soon. Yeah, you have to leave. But I did want to ask because what's that? Did we? So I got a call at twelve ten. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, five minutes tops, and we appreciate uh, your time, of course. I wanted to ask though. Wait because, a minute. I appreciate you, no, and I, I appreciate, appreciate you. this. And we appreciate all the appreciation. All right. Get good. To <laughs> <laughs> was something I've always wanted to do because we, uh, I, um, my business partner Eric and I, we run uh, a comedy troupe. We do dinner theater, murder mysteries, audience interactive shows, and we. A few years ago, we got a call from a, an Air Force base in Dallas, and we were this close to going there to perform for the troops. It never happened. But that, I mean, I guess growing up watching Bob Hope and all those specials and whatnot, it's always been a dream of mine to perform for the troops, and you've done that. And I was just yeah. dying to know what that's like. Um, first of all, I'm a huge supporter of the military for a Democrat. Men, I'm always like, uh, you know, thank you for your service. It was really exciting. I flew over to Japan. I was in uh, Mount Okinawa. Wow. Uh, and then appreciative and incredible. I was asked to go to Afghanistan. And uh, I don't know, do you know Butch Bradley? Have you ever heard of Butch Bradley? Yeah. No. He's, a, he's a crazy guy, but he's, he's now, uh, he's. He's a big, he goes and entertains the troops. And I said, do you think I should go to Afghanistan? And he Absolutely And I not. said, wow. why not? He goes, you can't blow dry your hair. And I was like, kiss my ass. Why does everybody think I'm like this high maintenance just because I sound this way? But <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't go. It, right, it's a right. little, it's a little dangerous, you know? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, going to Japan, I mean, that's, that's, enough and that's fantastic i bet what a great what a great experience that must have been 
Yes. Oh, and in San Diego, too. Uh, there's a um, Pendleton. I've been there. And I, I just, I really appreciate what so the, the um, you know, the military does for this country, despite it being kind of nutty now, but I don't hold them accountable. Right. But the service to maintain what, you know, our way of life and give us the freedoms that we give. I'm just very grateful. Nice. Yep. Okay. Very nice. Um, all right. Another question. Did did Wayne Newton ever hang that picture of you two up on his wall? Uh, you know what? No, it was the group shot, and he kissed me, and I was so skeeved. Uh, <laughs> like on the lips he kissed you? On the lips. What and the they heck? apologized. I was the first one kicked off, and... They have video, and I've been trying to get a hold of it. Uh, the first one kicked off, and they treated us. They kept us in a room for 11 hours, Ooh. no food. We weren't allowed to talk, and I had to come out, and I was singing. And I don't know if you know you can imagine this voice singing, but I got kicked off because I, I was the only. There was like two comics, and everybody else was like a musical act. So. They said, okay, New York, you have, uh, this is your one shot. Give us your best. So I started singing and tap dancing Donka Shane. And it was like a <laughs> camera shoot. Because I was like, I want off this show. Yeah. And then they go, re-rack, uh, New York, I don't know if you understand, but you're on the shopping block. And are you... And they I think you're oh, moving around too much, funny. Carla. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to yeah, stand we, up. Because we keep we Yeah, keep we lost the up. audio for a second. I won't move. That's good. <laughs> move. Thanks. Don't, no moving. No tap dancing. You know what it is? It's, it's this ridiculous laptop looking in the lower left corner because I want to look at you. Right. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so they, they hung a group shot. And after, oh, I, I was kept held captive uh, for six weeks at the Hilton Hotel and and they threatened me with a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. All right, well, yeah, I was going to end with what was worse, that or who wants to date a comedian, but I think I just got the answer on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a silly show. That was Byron Allen's show. But, uh, yeah, don't you like how I answer 18 questions? <laughs> I give you 18 answers. No, this I is I see great. the birds flying around your head, Tony. You're like, oh. No, not uh, at all. Uh, not at all. We okay. Trust me, we've had plenty of the other way where we get yes. You know, and then we're like, uh, uh, right? Yeah. How are you? You're, you're doing good. great. Did you enjoy that experience? It was good. You know, uh, what the hell do we do now? No, this is this is all great. We apologize for the audio issues, but uh, no, this is great. I'm and, the one moving. <laughs> uh, well, we'll apologize anyway because okay, we want you to do your show here, so we're not going to yell at you. Um, all right. So uh, Tuesday, That's this fine. Tuesday afternoon at one thirty, we're very excited for the premiere. Well, at least the premiere on Gov's Radio of Ageless Adventures. You and Jen Litterer, um, really looking forward to it. We thank you for your time today, and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you, Marla. Absol oh, and it's uh, Jen and Marla's Ageless Adventures. Uh, oh, is that the full title? Is, okay. Jen yes, and Marla's yes, yes. Ageless Adventures. God, I will the say The live edition. The live edition. Nice. And we're great. really excited for this, uh, for this amazing opportunity. <clears throat> Good. Well, we're excited about it as well. And really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, you're. I'm really personally just very excited to have you uh, here. Uh, I think you're great. I love your stand-up. Uh, I've loved getting to know you. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be great. So thank you. Right back at you, kid.
Thank you, silly. And Thanks, oh, Bella. one quick, oh, quick, okay. quick. Who? What is this Blanca Jagger friend request I got? What is that? You? Oh, that's that's Teddy. That's Teddy, your dog. That's Teddy, my dog. He has his own profile. Absolutely. You have a very good dog. Very well behaved for and like a young dog. And he speaks very well. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? He, looks like this, like, he acts like this like 20-year-old dog, and it's like a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> the chillest. I mean, from Miss Neurotic to for me to have such a chill yeah. dog, it's crazy. No, she's you're a, spe- so it's a she. She's spectacular. It's a she, sorry. Yeah, you're so lucky. You're like the, you'll be, you'd be like the person who'd be like I don't know why people have like so so much trouble with their dog behavior. Look at how great my dog is, and then they get like Cujo, and then they're like, oh, I was just lucky. <laughs> yeah, she but just seems great. She's well. Hopefully, we might you know we could bring her in every once in a while. But she is just a little ball of Prozac. Everybody that <laughs> like she's just the loveliest, sweetest little dog, yeah. and. Uh, it's amazing. I'm I'm lucky. It's also the breed. There's something about the breed, the breed that's really. It's a Russian Bolanka, B O L O N K A. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah, and it's not a rescue. And anybody that's going to give me shit, they can kiss my my flabby ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's super. That's so funny. All right, great. Thank you, Marla. We're going to let you go. I know you have to go soon. Thank you for your time, oh, and we Marla. look forward to Tuesday. Okay, you guys stay safe and healthy, and I can't wait, and thank you. Thank you, Marla. You're welcome. Bye. Bye, Marla. Mwah. Marla Schultz, ladies and gentlemen, great comedian. Go check her out if you've never seen her. She's got great videos up on uh, on the social media there. Um, <clears throat> all right, so, um, yeah, Dead to Me is a great show, says Joan. Uh, watch the uh, announcement episode, says Kent Pichel. Um, yeah, go watch um, Ageless Adventures um, just from their show this uh, a few days ago when they announced that, uh, that they're coming to Govs. Yeah, there is a great chemistry between her and Jen. They're a lot of fun. Um, all right, so we'll, uh, <clears throat> so we'll do our announcements and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Right, may as well. It's a little after 12. Um, <clears throat> hey, if anybody's going, if anybody's doing anything this weekend, um, you know, with the, uh, like maybe the movie, the drive-in movie at Nassau Coliseum, Trolls, or um, or going out, you know, to the beach or something. We'd love to hear about your experience getting out and what it's like out there, because um, we haven't done that yet. We haven't gone out really. So, other than All American, we really haven't done much. So, um, uh, so let us know, and uh, we'll talk about it on Monday. Um, all right. So we'd like to remind you guys that uh, Governor's Comedy Clubs, all three of them, will be open as soon as guidelines from the government allow us to. In the meantime, we have cleaned and sanitized each club and put measures in place, such as paper menus, social distancing of tables, and reduced capacity to assure the safety of our employees and guests. So, uh, And, of course, during this time, during the pandemic, um, we'd like to support local businesses as we're hopefully entering phase two soon and getting back up and running. Uh, but we'd like to help out all local businesses that are open at this time as best we can. So if you're a local business and you're open doing curbside delivery or anything, uh, let us know and we'll do some free advertising. All of pretty much all the shows here at Govs Radio have been advertising certain places, such as All Music in Plainview, 516-433-6969. Uh, it's a music store. Uh, they're one of the few that are open on Long Island. They are doing curbside pickup by appointment. They're open Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 12 to 5. Give them a buzz and make an appointment for all your musical needs. Uh, of course, if you want to get a drink, go to One With Life Organic Tequila. 
Go to their website and get some great tequila. Uh, and, of course, the Roslyn Social, located in the heart of Roslyn Village at 1363 Old Northern Boulevard. Hoping everyone is staying safe out there through these difficult times. To try and help your uh, to try and help ease you and your family through, we are open for takeout, curbside pickup, delivery, and on your favorite food service apps. Give us a call at 516-801-4963 and say hi to Nick. That's 516-801-4963. Again, we hope you're all staying safe, and we certainly look forward to serving you in person. Our famous cocktails and desserts are available to go as well. Thank you from Roslyn Social, North Shore's premier rooftop lounge. Please check out our to-go curbside menu. Uh, and of course, for your entertainment needs, keep it locked right here at GovsRadio.com. Today is Friday, so that means tonight at 8 o'clock. Oh, sorry, today at 2 o'clock. Who's doing Quarantine Life today? Oh, I knew it yesterday. You knew it yesterday? Knew it yesterday. Hold on. That's all you have? I should have started this uh, earlier. Well, no, I mean, don't forget, uh, <clears throat> don't forget uh, tonight at 8 o'clock, our Friday night edition of Quarantine Life with Mandy Jones. Uh, at 9.15, birthday boy Tim Saliani joins Carl Okerson and Mike Keegan for Domestic Disturbance Podcast. It's Andy Plajanos. Andy Plajanos is doing yes. Quarantine Life today? Woo-hoo. I did not know that. I am excited. If yeah, you missed too. Andy's Quarantine Life the last time he did it, boy, did you miss out. Uh, so who knows what he's got up his sleeve this week. So looking forward to that. That's today at 2 o'clock, Andy Plajanos. Uh, and then tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Quarantine Life Returns. Cruising the pipe, cars and com. Oh, MJ's tomorrow. Yeah, she does Saturdays. MJ's tomorrow. Ah, oh, damn it, we forgot again today. What? To make fun of MJ. Ah, well, we'll do that all next week. <laughs> we'll do it every day next week. Oh, and then Sunday, uh, <laughs> Benny Rizzuti. Is oh yeah. Do it. Yeah, I have to like um, help him get it all set up and stuff. Very but nice. He didn't do one last uh, month, so he, it'll be his first time. His debut on Quarantine Life. Well, he works. You know, he well, works true. like Monday through Friday. So he was like, if you, if you have like <clears> a Saturday or Sunday shift, so yay. So it's an exciting weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We have Quarantine Life today at two with Andy. We have Quarantine Life Friday nights with Mandy tonight at eight. Domestic disturbance tonight at nine fifteen. Tomorrow, quarantine life with with um, with Benny. Yes, Sun, uh, uh, with MJ. Sorry, MJ, MJ on uh, Saturday. Quarantine life at two o'clock on Saturday with MJ. Cruising the Pike, Cars and Comedy with Tom Galati tomorrow night at five thirty. Followed by Put Up, Shut Up, and Stand Up with Don Sill at seven o'clock. It is going to be a new show. There was a chance that it wasn't going to be because, as you know, Don became a grandfather. He just left, I think it was yesterday or today, to go see his new granddaughter. Congratulations to him. But there was a chance he was going to be too busy this week. Um, But he got it together, as Don always does. He's Mm -hmm. a trooper. He's a ninja. He's the man. He's a rock star. He is. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at brand new Pasuzu. And then catch Pasuzu's very own Benny Rizzuti, Long Island legend comedian. The guy's been going at it for years. Uh, He's on Sunday at 2. And then, of course, Sally and I are back uh, Monday at 11 a.m. Uh, again, tell us about your weekend. Give us a call. We'll, we'll have the phone lines open for the whole show on Monday. Joe Staz, we're going to make some time for you. Um, Tuesday, we have Scott Baker. Thursday, we have Neil Rubenstein. And then we'll see you about next Friday. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay sane. Enjoy the weekend. Hope it's great weather. Sally and I will see you Monday at 11. See you, everybody.